Hello everyone, welcome back to a bonus episode of the 3 Ball Podcast. I'm Joe Minio, and in this episode I want to dive deeper into James Harden's debut as a Brooklyn Net and why Net fans should be really encouraged with his performance beyond the tremendous stat line he had. So I think for all the people that didn't watch this game and just saw the box score, you would assume it's just James being James. The 32 points, 12 boards, 14 assists, 4 steals, a block... But if you watch the game, it was clearly a different James Harden. The ball didn't stick with him. He was moving the ball and trusting his teammates. He was attacking early into the shot clock and playing at a faster pace. And he even cut down his dribbles on his isos. So you're probably saying, okay, so what does this mean? It means the offense wasn't stagnant, which means everyone was in good rhythm. The truth of the matter is, James Harden is going to play differently on this Nets team because for the first time in his career as a superstar, he'll be on a team where he doesn't need to score 35 to help his team win because he'll be playing with another all-time great scorer in Kevin Durant, who's currently averaging 30 points a game on 50% from 54% from the field and 48% from three-point land. Just ridiculous numbers and currently a top five uh, MVP candidate right now just based on how he's playing for this Nets team. So what you could see in the box score, which is not good whether you're watching the game or you just see it in the box score, is James had nine turnovers, and that's definitely a concern. But it tells me three things. It tells me two things. One, James was being too unselfish trying to force passes that weren't there. And two, he was with a new team playing with a lot of unfamiliar faces, so the chemistry wasn't at its best. I think as time goes on, as James gets adjusted uh, to this new this new system, this new offense that Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni implemented, I think the turnovers will definitely be cut down, and I think I think that he'll be in much better rhythm. And he was already in good rhythm in that game, but he'll be in much better better rhythm as time goes on. So now the big question is, how does Kyrie Irving fit into all of this? And it's a legitimate question. He's a ball dominant point guard that scores the ball at a very high level, but also takes takes a lot of dribbles to get to get to his spots and, and create on his own. So only time will tell, but it's very interesting to see if Kyrie is willing to make the most sacrifice out of the three, because Kyrie can easily look at himself as the best or second best option right now, just based on his numbers. 27 points a game, 50% from the field, and 43% from three. So... Irving's playing at an MVP type of level right now too when he's been playing. So is he willing is he willing to take a back seat to, to Harden and KD? Is he willing to take that Bosch role or that Kevin Love role in Cleveland or that Ray Allen role in Boston? Or even even the Clay Thompson role in Golden State? Like I said, only time will tell. And don't get me wrong, all three have to sacrifice for this to work and for them to reach their ultimate goal. But Kyrie will have to sacrifice the most simply because he's not as good as James or KD. Like I said, time is gonna, time will tell. But playing the powerhouse Milwaukee Bucks on Martin Luther King Day will be a great first test. As always, thank you guys for joining me on this bonus episode of the Three Ball Podcast.